Hello, and welcome to the Tao of Our Understanding Recovery Podcast. In this podcast, we discuss mystical works of literature and how they relate to recovery. We hope you enjoy today's podcast episode. Hey guys, buddy C. I'd like to welcome Kate and Kirsty and Lala and Paul and Craig. Going to cut Craig some slack today. I felt bad that I beat him up so much last week. So you know, you know, buddy feels bad when he phones you from Georgia, and I'm in Scotland, and he phones to say, like, maybe I was a bit hard on you. <laughs> <laughs> it still didn't cost me anything, Craig. I just did it on Facebook, so it's not like I really spent money on you. So it wasn't that big of a demand. <laughs> <laughs> if, I spend, if I send you a gift card, I am really pissed at you. I'm having a difficult time. If I spend money on you. So you didn't, you didn't mean it that much then? <laughs> no, not really. Well, it was, it was a half a man, you know. I, <laughs> I was concerned. I appreciate the call. I, I did. I appreciate the call. But, well, see, most folks don't know your sponsee, so it's a different relationship. So yeah. I, I, I pick on you more than I would a person that I, you know, but most people don't know that. So they say, gosh, buddy's being hard on Craig. What's that about? 62nd chapter. Of the Tao Te Ching. Any thoughts on this? I saw some really good. Well, I always do, but an idea in this that I re- this I think maybe my favorite idea in the entire Tao teaching. I like this one so much. I made notes. Yeah, this one really spoke to me this, too. Yeah, I think there's I think there's a lot of content in this one. I think it's one of these ones where there's there's just so much in it. Agreed. I like the the, the idea of uh, finding without looking. Here, uh, a southern saying with that would be, occasionally a blind squirrel finds an acorn. You'll hear that, you know, that you just. Occasionally, it just you just stumble on it, and my life, for the most part, has become a series of those stumbling over the things that I need, like Mr. Magoo drive. <laughs> Y'all remember Mr. Magoo? <laughs> so, Kate, you probably don't know who Mr. Magoo is, do you? Um, I'm not totally sure. Okay, <laughs> it's a cartoon where this guy could not see. And he would go through and he would just, everything would just move out of his way and everything would happen. And he never knew there was a problem. And that, that whole idea of we find without looking that effortless effort, more of the Wu Wei kind of stuff, that things just work out and unfold in front of you without uh, you forcing them to happen. And I like the way this is phrased. Mr. Magoo's first name was Quincy. Really? Yep. All right. <laughs> Craig's trivia. Craig's trivia, yes. I bet didn't know any of that. I'm, being, hey, I'm <laughs> behaving today, Paul. I'm trying. Not. He's given me so many opportunities today already. So are we going to actually have Kate read this for us? Or? Yes, that's where I'm heading, as a matter of fact. Uh, I put the link in the chat. Thank you, Paul. Are you ready, Kate? I am ready. All right. Tao is source of the 10,000 things. It is the treasure of the good man and the refuge of the bad. Sweet words can buy honor. 
Good deeds can gain respect. If a man is bad, do not abandon him. Therefore, on the day the emperor is crowned, or the three officers of state installed, do not send a gift of jade and a team of four horses, but remain still and offer the Tao. Why does everyone like the Tao so much at first? Isn't it because you find what you seek and are forgiven when you sin? Therefore, this is the greatest treasure of the universe. Second translation. The Tao is the center of the universe, the good man's treasure, the bad man's refuge. Honors can be bought with fine words. Respect can be won with good deeds. But the Tao is beyond all value, and no one can achieve it. Thus, when a new leader is chosen, don't offer to help him with your wealth or your expertise. Offer instead to teach him about the Tao. Why did the ancient masters esteem the Tao? Because being one with the Tao, when you seek, you find, and when you make a mistake, you are forgiven. That is why everybody loves it. Third translation. The Tao is the tabernacle of creation, and it is a treasure for those who are good and a place of refuge for those who are not. How can those who are not good be abandoned? Words that are beautiful are worth much, but good behavior can only be learned by example. When a new leader takes office, don't give him gifts and offerings. These things are not as valuable as teaching him about the Tao. Why was the Tao esteemed by the ancient masters? Is it not said, with it we find without looking? With it we find forgiveness for our transgressions. That is why the world cannot understand it. Final translation. Every living thing gets its strength from Tao. Good people respect the value of Tao. The wicked and foolish don't, but Tao provides for them anyway. Some people gain power and prestige through fancy words, others through great deeds. But Tao is available to everyone, not just the powerful. So don't look down on anybody. When people become powerful and everyone lines up to kiss their ass, Sit still and stay right with Tao. Why have the masters always respected Tao? Because when you get right with Tao, you can always find what you need to get by, and trouble can never find you. Wow. A lot, a lot there. Let's start with that first phrase. The Tao is the center of the universe. The good man's treasure, the bad man's refuge. Comments? Depends on, your perspective. Depends on your perspective of good and bad. We know that we know that the Tao doesn't have a good and bad. Um, if I think of good and bad, I think of um, I think of somebody that's um, doesn't drink, doesn't smoke, doesn't gamble, just walks the walks the line, goes to church every Sunday, just perfect, perfect family. Um, bad man. First thing that first thing that jumped out at me when I thought a bad man was criminal. Um, Somebody that somebody that doesn't doesn't conform to normal society uh, society's rules, um, drinks, smokes, gambles—the complete opposite to a good man. Um, but then I thought to myself, who am I to judge who's good and who's bad? Everybody has everybody has a, a, an element of goodness. Everybody has an element of badness. It's the yin and yang that we all have. Um, a good man's treasure. 
if we take materialistic things out of it, a good man's treasure could be a sanctuary, his, his place to go, his happy place. Um, a bad man's a bad man's place is redemption, possibly. Some of that he goes to, he goes to be redeemed. Some of that he finds is his happy place. It's like the Peter Pan film. Think of a wonderful thing. Makes you to a happy place. Um, I think a happy place is somewhere that we all need and we all deserve. Somewhere that we can go and just let go, um, and not not be judged, not judge anyone. Just just a place where everybody can be and just just um, yeah, everybody can just go, go and just just be. Um, my place is my place is church. Um, although I'm not particularly religious, I go because of the conscience, the conscience of the church. Um, I like the atmosphere of the church. I like the fact that there's other people there, maybe looking for their way as well. There's some people that go to the chapel that again aren't religious. They may be in the same circumstances as myself, recovering from addiction, just looking for looking for a safe place to be. Um, hey, hey, Craig, what do you think about flipping that around? What is the Dow's approach to good and bad? Does the Dow make judgment? No. no there is there is there is no good and bad. It's it's available for everybody. Which um which kind of brings us to the second tradition jumped out at me in this one. Um, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God, as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants, and they do not govern. Which, when we read a little bit further down, where it's talking about um, leaders being installed and people are lining up to kiss their asses, there's no, there's no leaders in any of the AA. There's no leaders in any of the, any of the groups that I belong to. It's... Um, we we go on guidance. We, we go on guidance from God, or from a Tao, or from whoever it is that that's in your life. Um, if you look at good and bad as well, it's deserving and undeserving. Who deserves? Who deserves? Who doesn't? Who shouldn't deserve? I think I think everybody deserves deserves something, um, no matter what you've done, who you are, beliefs. We all we all deserve that place that we can go. Um, Okay, good. Thank you. Kirsty, you have something? Um, yeah, um, I think there was a thread that kept coming to me throughout the readings, um, and it was almost one of um, like equilibrium, um, because we, you have like um, a seesaw of good and bad, and what we're saying is, there isn't really a thing as such because we don't judge. The Tao doesn't judge on that basis. There isn't a, anything really as good at good and bad. And with that comes um, humility and equality. Um, and humility can work on both sides, really, because you've got the person who seemingly has done wrong, who becomes humble and you know, works to right his wrongs. But then also you have the grandiose materialistic person who then becomes humble and and kind of gets the right, uh, becomes right-sized. So I think in a sense, it's like we all become this one of um, equality, humility, non-judgment, um, and that's, the epitome really of what we strive for in recovery because we all come from different um 
backgrounds, socioeconomical statuses, you know, um, and we, you know, we're all the same. What we've done, whatever we've done, wherever we've been, whatever we've gone through, we are all the same. We are all one. And certainly for me, when I walk in, I mean, in the past, don't get me wrong, I've walked into a room, I've looked at everybody, and I've judged everyone. Um, and and I've also thought, I'm better than you, I'm not as good as you, you know, I have an inferiority complex, I also have a superiority complex sometimes. Um, and the idea of recovery is to kind of say, well, actually, no, I'm as good or as, you know, I'm as equal as everyone within this room or everyone within this forum, um, everyone within the, you know, for me, for example, when I was working, I would see those ass and I would just, I hadn't, I had actually had very little respect for them because for me, I don't care whether you are a CEO or um, working in the mailroom or one of the cleaners, you know, for me, everyone is equal. Everyone is treated with the same respect. And just because you are a leader does not mean to say that you get a chance to abuse that position. You are as equal as anyone else. And that, for me, takes a lot of humility. Um, And yeah that yeah so that so that's what that's what this you know that particular thread kind of ran through everything i I was thinking about water and how water is a good for me is a good way of thinking of the Tao and how water passes no judgment anyone who takes a drink of water it will do the very same thing for them regardless of who they are, if we think they're a good person or a bad person, the most evil person in the world. Hitler himself got the same nourishment from water, I assume, than me or you would get, okay? Water made no preferences. And if I think about it in that way, nothing personal. I mean, you could be a serial killer and drink water, and it would work for you the same way it would work for any of us. No judgment. The water doesn't say, "Oh, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna quench your thirst. You're not good enough, or you're you're too evil, or you know any of those things, or or you need to pay more for this water because you're, uh, you know, you're worth more. You know that kind of a thing. You have more wealth, so you can pay more. So here, you this water's not gonna do as much for you. You're gonna have to drink more water to get the same thing out of it. Someone else, and by the same token. Um, you know, someone who's uh, who's poor or really needs what's there doesn't get more out of it than the other person does. So it's it's very much non-personal, non-critical, non-judgment. Craig? It's offering that ultimate acceptance that we're looking for. Acceptance and no judgment. Yep. Who, who doesn't want no that? Judgment. Yep. Who doesn't uh, want that? Mitchell talks about uh, the Tao is the center of the universe, that the center is everywhere. That's what he says about that. The bad man's refuge, it does not judge him. Thus, he can step outside his idea of himself. There's always another chance. And his idea on no one can achieve it, 
because there is no it. Comments? Hey, do you have something or you good? I think we're really getting the bad man's refuge part, but the good man's treasure, I feel like we're not diving into that as much. We've got the bad man's refuge. Yeah, the bad man is, is equal, mm. good enough, but the good man's treasure, I feel like that means something too. Like, like there's a difference there. They're saying the good man's treasure and the bad man's refuge. Does that make sense to anyone? What if it's offering the same privileges? If you're, if you're a good man, you think of a successful man, somebody with money, well, man or woman, somebody with money, somebody, somebody that doesn't want for anything. Um, I think what it's basically saying is the Tao offers the exact same to it doesn't matter who you are. Okay. In the second uh, stanza, Kate, it starts talking more about that. I think we have a better, clearer idea as we go on what benefit it is to okay. the good man. Uh, I mean, I automatically did that, too. I automatically jumped to the bad man. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, let me read the second stanza in Wayne Dyer's translation he used. Uh, if a person seems wicked, do not cast him away. And say he was wicked, if he seems wicked. That judgment, non-judgment thing again, right? Awaken him with your words. Elevate him with your deeds. Repay his injury with your kindness. Do not cast him away. Cast away his wickedness. So when we repay injury with kindness, he's not wicked. He may seem to be wicked, but he himself is not wicked, just like the water does not judge. That's the way we're to be. And what we get out of all this is at the very end where we see that uh, being one with a Tao, that's how we become one with a Tao, we're the good person. When you seek, you find. When you make mistakes, you're forgiven. That's why everyone loves it. One of the other translations was, why was the Tao esteemed by the ancient masters? That's what we're talking about. With it, we find without looking. Back to that finding without looking again. That's the benefit to the good. With it, we find forgiveness for our transgressions. That's why the world cannot understand it. And then uh, when we get right with the Tao, we can always find what we need to get by, and trouble can never find you. So the benefit to the good man are the, is these things. You know, there's the way I'm seeing it. Mm -hmm. Comments? Paul, you have something? Yeah, I'm glad you mentioned that, buddy, because that's what really jumped out at me was the forgiveness uh, part of all this. And really, forgiveness is setting aside your ego. And, of course, that's always a big theme in these these readings. But, um, you know, if I forgive someone, I don't do that for them. I do it for myself. And, that's, and that wraps, that also ties in with the gratitude and all that kind of stuff. So that's that's where I see the good the good part of this. 
You know, it's really about changing our perception of what we're seeing. I've been studying a lot about changing my perception lately. You know, we can see the same situation, the same, we can all see the same thing, and we all react differently to it based on what we're projecting on that, you know, how we're seeing it through our thoughts and where we're at with our spiritual walk and uh, all those things. Repaying injury with kindness, that's not taking anything personally. That's being like the water, you know. And through doing that, we can walk in forgiveness ourselves because we're giving forgiveness, right? Doesn't say we're going to be perfect. It just says that we can be forgiven. That's the whole point of the thing because I don't think we're ever going to get to where we are mistake-free, you know, that we have no mistakes. I think that we get right-sized with it and we're, we're able to walk in love with people so that when we make mistakes, it's not a big deal. We're not expected to be something that we're not. Does that make sense, Kate? Mm-hmm. I was just typing in the group chat that I, I think maybe it was easier for us to focus on the, on the bad because as individuals, it's easier for us to focus on negative things rather than look at positives. We look at what's divisive first. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's part of you know, what we have to change in our thinking. Uh, we look at ways that we can compare and divide rather than ways that we can be alike. And learning to change the way we approach everyone where we're looking for ways that we're like them, not ways we're different so we can be better or be worse. <laughs> Which is the way I used to look at everyone. You know, okay, what's different and how am I better than they are or how am I worse than they are? Yeah. Tina, you have something? Um, I was just thinking about um, how, well, when you guys were talking about the good man and the bad man, um, I get that because there is, Am I correct when I say they're they're saying that there is a good man and there is a bad man versus um, like it's up for um, like it's up for judgment like so they're they're it's not like people that are perceived to be a good man or perceived to be a bad man that's not what we're talking about right am I getting that right because I look at the good man when Craig was talking about the one who goes to church the one who does this who doesn't drink or smoke and in my mind. Sometimes I think of like that the picture of the angel you see that's drinking and smoking, but they kind of have all the wise words in there. You know, it's like the diamond in the rough is kind of like the good man. So I get I got a little bit lost in that. You know, when I started looking that they could both be good and bad, not just the one stereotype. But when they're talking here, they're they're literally talking about. Because in the last stanza, it says that the good man is the one that values the doubt, and the bad man is the one that, okay. I wanted to make sure that I was getting that right. And then um, even at the end, at the end when they talk about the man of most prestige and the leader versus the not leader, it's almost like in before last week when we were talking about the small country and the big country and how they can be great um, as well. So I get, I overthink all of that stuff and about perception and what we view as good and bad. Um, but I love the analogy of the water. That, and it's, it's funny you say that because I've always felt a little weird putting on my gratitude list clean water. Um, just because without it, where are we? I get literal like that sometimes. But 
I mean, I look at the things I need to survive, my sobriety, my higher power, clean water, um, medicines. You know, I think of what would I be not here without. So anyways, um, I really like that analogy, and that helped. So it's so simple, but, you know, I can complicate even the most simple thing. Um, but it's, the, it's along the lines of you treat the janitor the same way as you do the CEO. And um, so I just wanted to clarify that one part. But there's so much in here that I do love. And I'm so glad for the different translations, as I always say. You, you know, and one thing about good and bad that I think I'm understanding this correctly, it's not that the person is good or bad. It's that they may have actions that are good or bad. We're all, we're all person, a combination what, of those. None of us are either good or bad. Exactly. We are a whole, you know, makeup of traits that, depending on what other people think, we might think it's a good thing, other people might think it's a bad thing. It's just, you know. No, no one is evil. Uh, I love this translation, this uh, Wayne Dyer. If a person seems wicked, they're not wicked. They just seem to be wicked. Do not cast him away. Awaken him with your words and elevate him with your deeds. Repay his injury with kindness. Do not cast him away. Cast away his wickedness. So you're identifying what the wicked, whatever's wicked, the, the behavior that's inappropriate. And you don't fix that by correcting him. You elevate that or, you you know, by punishment, they're saying you repay his injury with kindness. So you find a way to love them. And your actions elevate the whole situation. Lala? I was just going to say, while you were saying all that, it struck me that you can, I, I don't know, it made me think of, looking at myself as the bad man rather than somebody else and having that kind of um, non-judgmental feeling toward myself and feeling like maybe, yes, I did this bad action. Let me repay that bad action with kindness. And, um, you know, seeing the bad man and the good man within yourself as well as others. Because I, I, I think that as a former, you know, as an alcoholic, it's like, I beat myself up more than anybody, you know, about being bad. Anyone else? I can see that analogy with the, like my, when I was in my addiction, I was, I would definitely have been considered like bad. You know, I did a lot of bad stuff to people. I was not a nice person. You know, I did a lot of really shady stuff. And, you know, I think if I think about that time period, you know, the Tao, the universe, I was still connected to everything, but it was more like a refuge. But now that I am behaving in a way that's more like in line with my values and that I'm more connected, you know, the Tao is more like I get a lot more out of out of it. So it's more like a treasure than just a refuge. So were you ever really bad or was the behavior bad? 
We really well, have a bad My person. behavior was very bad. Yeah. It doesn't necessarily mean a bad person. Yeah. I think that's I think that's what a lot of this doubt comes down to. Is it's not about it's not about the behaviours that we portray, it's about what's what goes on inside us, what's it's who we are. Um your bad behaviour may not compare to anybody else's bad behaviour. You, you may have been an angel compared to, to other people. Um I, I, I truly believe that we're that we're all good people at heart. Um, it's the behaviours and again it comes back to perceptions of what we see as good and bad um, and I think that's what I like about this is, is the fact that it's not it's, it's non-judgmental um, it's, it's like the Pirates of the Caribbean the films where they'll meet up for a parley so they kind of forget all the enmities Every, everybody gets together they're all friends until until that's it they go off in the, their own separate ways and then things go back to normal again it's the, they, they have that one place I, I can't remember the name of the place but they'll meet up in the, the cricket ships and you know they're all they're all there for a good time and just to catch up with each other um, how about this idea of the spiritual axiom that every time I'm disturbed no matter what the cause there's something wrong with us there's something in us that needs to change right how would this apply to that? I mean, that's us really doing a thorough inventory of ourselves. Maybe that's the real gift in this. Instead of looking out to all these, you know, to everyone else, as usual, I want to judge. <laughs> oh, it's them. It's them. No. How can this apply to me? You know, how can how can this, uh, and I think Lala hit it, hit the nail on the head with, with, turning the light around on this. That's good. And, you know, we're not bad either, nor are we good. We just are. I was looking for other comments in here before we move to the readings because we're getting long on time. Um, and the result of living this way, of repaying injury with kindness, not taking things personal, what this is saying, too, I think, is when the emperor is crowned and you want to do something great for the emperor, the greatest thing you can do more than any wealth is share with the emperor how to do this. This is the greatest gift you have, greatest gift you can give. And I was thinking about the 11th tradition about attraction, not promotion, Craig. When in the third translation, it said good behavior can only be learned by example. Good stuff. I think it's interesting. You said that when you're when you're one with a Tao. This is I, I wrote beside this the Tao promise. Uh, being one with a Tao, when you seek, you will find, and when you make a mistake, you will be forgiven. And that that is there's nothing better than that. You know that is finding without looking. You know that is that idea of ease in life that we all want. You know. Good stuff. Good stuff. Comments? I was looking in the Derek Lynn to see if there was anything to discuss. Uh, these lines point out that the Tao provides for everyone, regardless of individual merits. Those who do not understand the Tao may not regard it as anything to value, but the Tao does not abandon them. Hmm. If they think the Tao is worthless, the Tao still does not abandon them. It still provides for all the necessities people need to stay alive. Water, air, the sun, 
Everything comes from the protective embrace of the Tao. The simple pleasure of sitting down with an open mind to get into the Tao surpasses any material riches. When the ancients searched for the answer to the ultimate question of life, they found it in the Tao. As for those who did not know enough to search, the Tao did not find fault with them. It gave them all the time they needed to work through their issues. No judgment. What if we just approach the people around us in this way? How would just our life change, not to mention theirs? I had a similar thought yesterday because I was, I, was, um, I was teaching the, the, the kids Taekwondo, the three to six-year-olds, and you get so many different characters coming in that, in, in that age group. You get kids that pay attention, kids that don't pay attention, you get kids that are hyper, kids that just can't be bothered joining in, and you think to yourself, do you know what? I can't treat any of these kids differently. I have to treat all these kids the exact same. They'll get the exact same attention. They'll get the exact same love. They'll get the exact same care and the exact same level of tuition that every single one of them deserves. Um, but it's difficult taking that from a kid's perspective, from a perspective of integrating with kids to integrate with adults who you, you think sometimes they really should know better. So it's, I think it's very difficult to not to, well, to not judge any other comments before we move to Wayne Dyer? Craig, are you reading for us today, sir? Yeah, I can do, yeah. So imagine having access to a very special place where we could retreat and commune with the sacred source of everything. Here we'd find the treasure of the good man and a space where the bad man goes to be forgiven. So I read into that a neutrality, a place of, a place of neutralness, a place of love, a place of just complete acceptance. Um, this is where great rulers and the wisest among us would meditate for guidance to carry out awesome responsibilities where we'd be given the secret for casting out all wickedness without personally needing to cast out anyone ourselves. In this wonderful locale, we would absolutely know the source of good as well as the remedy for evil. Can I just make a quick comment there? Sure. Um, It was specific in saying... Um, we would not wish to cast out anyone ourselves. Now, that implies talking about others. And we're often quite, it's often easier to accept other people's defects than it is our own. So I think within that, there also needs to be given consideration for the fact that we don't need to cast ourselves out either. Good. Good stuff. Thanks, Kirsty. Is that maybe where the forgiveness comes in? A space where a bad man goes to be forgiven? If we maybe think we've done something bad, we can go and... We find it very difficult to forgive ourselves for a lot of things. Um, right, so as I studied and contemplated this passage, I began calling it the Counting Your Blessings verse. It reminds me that I can access a sacred treasure house deep within me, as you, as can you and all other conscious beings. It reminds me to change the way I see the appearance of darkness in our world today. It reminds me that within me is a wondrous wellspring of the Tao. It reminds me to be willing to change the way I view myself and my role here as one of the 10,000 things. I forget sometimes there's other people involved in things, whereas it's not just me. It's almost like it's step 11 and um, step 10 and step 11 all rolled into one. Mm-hmm. 
modify your conditioned way of viewing most things by looking at the appearance, that, that, sorry, by looking at all that appears to be weighted with hatred, wickedness and evil. According to Lao Tzu, no one is evil or wicked, rather those who live in contradiction to the Tao's teaching only appear to be so. Instead of casting them aside, you must reconnect them to the great way. So stay centred by thinking and behaving in the ways that harmonise with all the loving, all-knowing Tao, keeping in mind that this source doesn't inflict harm, exclude or judge anyone. It just gives life. Hold on, Rector. That is it. That's the whole deal. So what do we do? I'm sorry. I was going to say that that is the whole key right there, isn't it? That's there is no there is no good or good and evil. So how do we what how do we do this? First, staying centered, staying in touch with our higher power, and then we start behaving in ways that harmonize with this higher power. With this all loving, all knowing God, keeping in mind that this source does not inflict harm, exclude, or judge anyone. It just gives life. So we're to do the same. So the question is, how can I not inflict harm or exclude or judge or take in this moment? What can I do kind in this moment? We'll take care of all of that. And then just do that more moments of the day. And we can all find ways to be kind in whatever we're doing. It's just being kind to the kitchen cabinet, not slamming the door. You know, <laughs> I mean, we can all be kind in the moment we're in if we choose to. Any comments? Sometimes it's easier said than done. Always, Lolly. <laughs> yes, but it's got to start somewhere, you know. But I mean, at least now I kind of catch myself where I was really using. I just blew up. You know, no remorse for stuff or little or, or taking it out on myself. But now it's like I just kind of recognize it. Like, wow, I'm being a little bit of a brat to, to my mom right now. <laughs> let me let me try and change that or at least get to my little safe space so I can regroup. It's, it's, a, it's a practice. It very much is a practice. It very much is a practice. But we can start seeing where it begins. It begins with us, right? Talking about the kitchen door, I used to work in a kitchen factory, and I used to I used to drill the doors for hanging up in the cabinets, and I drilled one of the doors wrong, and I was that frustrated with myself. I beat the living daylights out of this door, I smashed it to the threes, and one of the foremen came across. He says, "It's only a door. What did the door do to you? You drilled it wrong." So that kind of taught me a bit of acceptance of the fact that it was, it was my behaviour and not the inanimate object. Nor is it ever the person, right? Yep. Yep. It's our per- perception. Go ahead, I'm sorry. When you perceive negativity, alter your view to see pure love and kindness that's mistakenly being directed to seek a sacred place in the material world. That energy is powerful and it's moving away from its source instead of returning and replenishing in the spiritual cycle that is its originating point. When you've succeeded in changing how you perceive so-called wickedness, Invite others to see the difference as well. Thanks to your new point of view, you'll be quite comfortable discussing the difference between material satisfaction and the riches of the day. 
practice seeing the door of the uh, sorry sir uh, Lizo offers you in this count your blessings verse um, practice seeing the door of the treasure house opening to you I'll just skip to the next uh, bowl there the practice forgiving if you don't mind Craig. Yeah, so practice forgiving and avoiding judgment when you see reprehensible or evil minded ways Take Lizu up on his advice for dealing with those who appear to be wicked people by mentally separating the individuals from their toxic behaviour. Remember that they are divine creations of the Tao who simply believe that ego should control life. In your thoughts erase the vileness and wrongdoing and the addictive or harmful actions and allow those folks to just be, the, be there apart from their malevolent behaviour. See the unfolding of the Tao. That's back to what we were talking about before, about separating the person from the behavior. They just Mm -hmm. seem wicked. They're not wicked. Uh, Not taking those things personally. They're not doing, they're not attacking, you know, they're not attacking you either, you know, nor are you wicked. See the unfolding of the Tao in them and picture them as innocent children who are overstimulated by ego's temporary stronghold. In your mind, forgive the evil conduct and make every effort to wrap loving arms around the children you see before you. Lao urges you to retreat, to treat yourself in a similar manner. Cast out any behaviour you dislike about yourself. Allow your pain to be felt and absolve yourself. With these behaviours removed, visualise embracing yourself and notice the radiant being of light who is yourself in your imagination. Practice elevating yourself with your Tao deeds and doling out kindness to others as well as yourself. This is how you apply this verse of the Tao, which is indeed the remedy for all evil. Hold on right there. That's another really good little paragraph telling us exactly how to do this. Uh, Paulus reminds me of the letting go on the stopping the resistance. Yeah, I made a note of that. That 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 reminded me of that too. That that's really the letting go book in a nutshell, there, isn't it, buddy? It is. It is. Yeah, it's it's really like this is how you are able to move forward is by you know the whole thing about absolving yourself. It's like acknowledge it and let yeah, I guess let it go. But um, this was it. This was this paragraph really hit me. This whole extra thing about visualizing, embracing yourself, and all this radiant being might want to try and practice that because I'm doing the first part a little bit here and there, but the visualization might be interesting to try. It's almost as if it's saying stop and think before you do something. Well, yeah, we're you know, we have to change our perception of ourselves. Mm-hmm. You know, we have to see ourselves as this forgiven um, person who the world is working for us, not against us. I think of it like, you know, the universe that we know from science, the universe is ever expanding. And I think that when I get in line with my higher power, God, whatever name I put on that, that when I start getting all of this negativity out of my life, I have no choice but to expand too, you know. I have no choice but for things just to work. For uh, how did how did he say it? For me, just to find without looking. For uh, everything just to work. For trouble not to find me. For things just to happen, and I just stumble on this stuff, 
And that happens more and more as I get the negativity out of my life. And it's interesting here. Yeah. Go ahead, Lala. No, I was going to say that whole thing about, you know, when I force something or push something or, you know, I need to find it now, 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 it, it, it doesn't work out right. It, you know, I might have it in my hot little hand, but, you know, there's a wreckage of, of trying to do it my way versus the way, you know, the Tao. So um, I like that analogy of as the universe is expanding, we're ever expanding and able to find things as they come to us rather than forcing it. You, you know, and, and we have these belief systems. A lot of this is about surrendering these negative belief systems that we have about ourselves. You know, how I'm just waiting on the other shoe to drop or it's never going to work that way for me or, you know, all of those things that we tell ourselves. When we can surrender those things and um, start walking in a, in a way of peace and joy that we never had before. Um, and this really tells me how this little paragraph, uh, cast out any behavior you dislike about yourself. You don't like the behavior, okay, let it go, surrender it. Allow it to be felt, absolve yourself. With the behavior removed, visualize embracing yourself and notice the radiant being of light who is yourself in your imagination. Practice elevating yourself with your Tao deeds and, and doling out kindness to others as well as yourself. This is how we can apply this. For me, and this is the remedy for all evil. Uh, and basically, for me, that is me responding to injury with kindness. It just goes back to those simple things that we learn. And the more I do this, the better I feel. And I've, this peace and joy comes from me doing the right things. Um, it's a fruit, really, for me. It seems to be, I can't make that happen, but it's the, the byproduct of me doing the right things. So you want to finish this up there, Craig? Yep. So do the day now. Today, make the decision to help one other person, if only for a few moments. To, de- to medicate on this, to medicate, to meditate on this first principle. But without mentioning the Tao Te Ching or this book, possibly send out an expression of love where you might have chosen anger, or mail a greeting card with a particularly meaningful verse of the Tao to someone who has assumed a new position of leadership. Whatever you do, your motivation is to help that man or woman unlock the door to his or her treasure house by offering keys in the form of your own bow-centered thoughts and behaviors. An expression of love where you might have chosen anger. <coughs> wow. Comments? Just don't email your CEO thinking that you can tell him how to do it better. That's, I don't think that's, that's not what, what he's saying, right? That's, what I'm saying. that's exactly what I'm saying. That's not what he's saying. Don't do it. <laughs> don't use the Dow now to fix people. You just got to love them. Yeah. But if anybody does, we'd be interested to hear how it goes. I think we already know how that would go. Just put in front of it, Craig McDonald in Scotland said I should send you this. <laughs> uh, separating people from their actions, not taking anything personally, mistakes not held against us, 
The Dow provides anyway, no labels for anyone, provides to all equally. Our actions are the same regardless of someone's behavior. We want to be like water behaves, right? And the result of that is that we seek what we're finding, even when we don't know how to find it, you know? Good stuff. Anything else, guys? Or is that got us? I'm going to send Kate a link to Mr. Magoo on YouTube. Yeah. Just so she can catch up. Okay. <laughs> and forgive, forgive everyone, including yourself. You know, and it can start with just a little things. You don't have to forgive everything if you if you're. And, and for me, it really helped me to get forgive myself when I started forgiving others. And it can start in the littlest of things. And as I started doing that, I found I had more compassion for me when I started showing compassion. I prayed for compassion for me a long time and didn't find it until I started giving compassion. Lala? Oh, gosh, I forgot what I was going to say. Um, lost it. Ah. <laughs> I forgive you, Lala. Yeah, that's why I'm such a bad interrupter, is I've bad short-term memory. So I'm like, if I don't say this, it's going to poof. Yeah, I'll write it down. <laughs> Anything else, guys, before we close? Good meeting, good meeting. Walking in love, finding without looking, being the blind squirrel. All right, well, y'all have a great week. Hello, this is Buddy C. I wanted to make you aware of several recovery-related resources that I've posted in the episode description. These resources include a list of recovery podcasts, a free sober meditation app, daily recovery email, shared Google recovery calendars. Hope you put some of these resources to use and have a great week. Thank you for listening to the Tao of Our Understanding Recovery Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with your friends in recovery.